The Kindness Podcast is made possible by Cornwell Properties in Athens, Ohio. Cornwell Properties offers Ohio University students the best locations to live in Athens. All of their apartments are either on Court Street or within one block. Cornwell Properties. Location matters. Visit their website, cornwellpropertiesathens.com, for more information. Welcome to the Kindness Podcast. I'm Nicole Phillips. After the rain comes a rainbow. More specifically, Rainbow Rabbit. Created to empower children, parents, and educators to build a positive environment that celebrates unique differences, Rainbow Rabbit's anti-bullying educational program was born. We're joined by Joe Valley to learn more about how this program is changing children's lives. So, Joe, let's go way, way back to the beginning. Would you tell us about your grandfather and his vision? Absolutely. My grandfather was Arthur Valley. He was a Walt Disney animator in the 1930s and 1940s. And he was one of the first artists to sketch Pluto and Donald Duck and all those characters. And I guess it was sometime maybe in, in the 1970s. He really had the urge. He became an auto dealer in South Jersey. We had a car dealership for over 60 years in the tri-state area. And he always drew. He never gave that up. That was always really his first love. And I guess in the late 70s it was. He came up with this character, Rainbow Rabbit. And in retrospect, looking back, Nicole, I really think the story is ahead of its time because all the virtues that Rainbow Rabbit exemplifies, kindness, unity, inclusion, acceptance, belonging, these are all things that are sorely needed in society today, particularly among young kids. And he created the character, like I said, through his days with, with Disney, he had that experience. And the book is about a rabbit who is ostracized where he lives because he looks different than the other rabbits do. And he tries to change his colors to be like them. He tries to dip himself in different colored paints and whatnot. And at the end of the day, the paint washes away and he is who he is. So I think the story really inspires others to embrace their differences and their uniqueness because you're different than I am and, and vice versa. So it's one of those things where being unique is, is good. And I think for a long time, Nicole, that wasn't embraced and it was looked down upon. Mm-hmm. And in society now, whether it's your sexual orientation or your physical appearance, everybody's different. And they've taken more chances in that regard. They're not ashamed to show who they are. And that's really at the root of it, what Rainbow Rabbit is about. And it inspires other people to be accepting of others' differences as well. So we can all exist in harmony. So it's called Rainbow Rabbit because that's the, ter- that's the name that your grandfather gave this character, correct? Yes. Do you find, you know, you, you mentioned sexual orientation. Do you find that, um, that people get confused that this is actually an anti-bullying campaign? Well, as far as anti-bullying goes, it, it, I think well, it's used for several for several reasons. Anti-bullying, I guess, is maybe at the root of it. But anymore, that's such a word that's thrown around uh, bullying in, in, in general to where I, I think we transcend that uh, to the other virtues as well. There are lessons in the anti-bullying uh, realm that are found in the in the courses but it really covers it it covers a lot to answer your first question though you know every now and then we'll we'll hear uh some people in the gay community embracing the character without really reading the story just seeing rainbow rabbit 
but it's it's rare that we have any schools that that we've gone to and they've said, oh, well, this stands for this, this stands for that. You get some smart Alex every now and then saying, oh, well, no one's going to be a rabbit. You know, we want to raise our kids to be lions and things like Mm -hmm. that. But the program is really not about that. It's not about, oh, he's teasing me. Let me go run and tell the teacher. It's not like that at all. It inspires kids and there's lessons in the programs that that inspire kids to be upstanders and not bystanders in regards to whether somebody is getting bullied. We have another course called, is it teasing or tattling? Because often often or not, kids get teased. And there are some, some kids that are sensitive out there. I was one of them growing up for one reason or another. You get picked on by a sibling or you're always the smallest in the crowd, whatnot. So really the program inspires others to really just respect each other's differences. And we have the ability to change the course of a child's life and get them from point A to point B when otherwise there may not have been a venue or something like this. And I find that very empowering. And as I said, I was a bullying victim, gosh, first grade through the early part of high school. And I wish I had something like Rainbow Rabbit back in the day that gave me hope that, you know what, this isn't normal. This isn't something that's to be expected every day. This is not expected every day. And things do get better. Mm-hmm. So when did you actually get a hold of the book and decide to really do something with it? We really decided to make a run with it a while back. It, it was it was dormant for a while. It was just a project that my grandfather did. And back in the day, it was really hard because obviously there wasn't social media. There wasn't ways to, to get things done. And the rabbit in particular took forever to get made because back in the day, we had a contact who would go to Japan once a year and they would go with a template of what they wanted. And then a year later they would come back and we would see what they did. And this happened four or five times. So over the span of four and five years, we didn't get the rainbow rabbit that we wanted. That was really indicative of of what he looked like in the book and and what our vision was. So probably sometime in the mid nineties, early 2000 is when we try to really just develop the character as far as the doll and get the story published. And then my grandfather passed away in 2010. And, you know, he, he, he was, wasn't on his deathbed or it wasn't anything dramatic like, like that. But as he got older, he did say, you know, when I'm not around anymore, I would love the story of Rainbow Rabbit and the character of Rainbow Rabbit to be shown on the biggest platform that is able in order to help these kids and the message that it sends. And, we were talking with some teacher friends who all suggested that we turn this into an educational program and in the realm of an anti-bullying program. So after that, they really helped us get the lessons down and, and, and perfected. And, and that took us, gosh, over the course of five or six years alone just doing that. And then last year, we finally became a nonprofit organization and, and we've been in quite a bit of schools across the tri-state area, particularly New Jersey and Pennsylvania, because that's where we're based. But our ultimate goal via grants and, and, and corporate sponsorships is to really go worldwide with it, you and, know, to have it in, 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 every, in every state. And you have set this up so that it's just so easy. You have a home program and a school program. And we should probably say there's a physical book there is a physical stuffed animal, the plush of the rabbit. And then what else do people get when they order those home programs or a school program? 
The school program is ranging from kindergarten to fourth grade. Mm -hmm. there's, two, there's two lessons in the kindergarten part of it, but there's an average of six or seven uh, through first and fourth grade. And people have used it throughout the school year. Teachers have some extra time, which is rare, but, but every now and then they do. And it can be used during a kindness week. There's a school that we have in New Jersey here that has a kindness week, and Rainbow Rabbit has been the, the star of that the last several years, or it can complement another program. And we, we find our program very reasonably priced mm -hmm. compared to the other bullying programs whose training costs thousands upon thousands of, of dollars alone. The school gets, uh, they, they can have it in a PDF. We send them the PDF. If they want a hard copy, they, they can print them out as well. And it consists of, of all the lessons ranging through uh, kindergarten through fourth grade, as well as Rainbow Rabbit Sees America, where kids can learn a little bit about geography and all the places across the country where Rainbow Rabbit's been. So it covers art. It, does, it covers English. It covers geography. And the way the lessons are put together, Nicole, it's almost like the kids aren't even learning. They are subconsciously. But... They're so fun, and Rainbow Rabbit is so appealing to everybody to where it, it's fun. You know, in, in, in the way it's almost like the Care Bears who, who have great lessons, but the Care Bears are cute and they're cuddly and people love them as stuffed animals. And really, growing up, the foundation of a child is established very early. You know, when you get to the age of 12 or 13, it, you are still capable of, of, of changing that. But... I think the basic foundation of goodness and kindness is established at that young age, and that's why we have this program. We're not saying that it wouldn't appeal to older kids, but it's a little hard to sell Rainbow Rabbit to a sixth grader or a seventh grader, I think. We'll get back to our conversation with Joe in a moment, but first, today's Kindness Call, sponsored by Cornwell Properties, where location matters. My name's Charlie, and um, I'm eight years old. And one time um, in my class, um, I have a new student, and I gave him a big hug. Bye. Hi, this is Miles. I'm seven years old. I live in Evansville, Wisconsin, and someone didn't have a football, and I gave it to him, and then someone didn't have a soccer ball, and I gave it to him. Bye. Hi, my name is Brayden. I'm from Evansville, Wisconsin. I'm in sixth grade. My kindness story is for, I had to do something for church, and my friend decided to do it with me. Bye. Did you know you can be on the Kindness Podcast? Call the Kindness Hotline with your story. You can leave us a voicemail at the number in the description of this podcast. Now, back to the show. I have a freshman in high school. I have a seventh grader, and I have a third grader. And it was funny because the... When the box arrived at my house, um, we opened it up, and it was it was my third grader who was like, hmm, wow, Mom, what's that? You know, and was really interested in kind of what's in that box. And he crawled up on my lap and actually, you know, held Rainbow Rabbit and let me read him the book. And I can't remember the last time he has wanted to sit on my lap and snuggle me and let me read him a book. Oh, and, that's fantastic. Yeah, it was really sweet. It was super sweet. And I don't mean to make this, you know, an infomercial. Everybody needs to buy the Rainbow Rabbit program. It's it's not about that. I just, I say that to say, Joe, you're making a difference with this Rainbow Rabbit program. Like, whether you think it's 
in your tri-state area or or nationwide, I'm I'm seeing it all over social media. And it's just the coolest thing to see this. It's hard to look at Rainbow Rabbit and not smile. You know, do you hear a lot of those stories? We hear all of those stories. And, and it's so amazing because not only does Rainbow Rabbit uh, appeal to kids from kindergarten to fourth grade to mainstream schools, other areas where we found him to be incredibly productive and inspirational have been with children on the autism spectrum or, or children with special needs. Mm-hmm. We, we sit there and, and I've worked with o- uh, occupational therapists and I've used Rainbow Rabbit in their classes and these kids, now some of them aren't on the autism spectrum, some are just a little slower to develop socially than others, so they're in these classes. But when we sit down with them and we read the Rainbow Rabbit story and they pass this rabbit around, they can't let go of it. Some kids they 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 just squeeze it and they don't they don't want to give it to the other kids and eventually eventually they do, but afterwards and, and they're very attentive during the story as well and there's a Q and A that's also involved with the curriculum and we really go through not all the questions sometimes depending on how how the day goes and and, and the read goes just depending on the vibe of the kids and one of the questions that really sticks out to me is how are you like rainbow rabbit and there was one child he was probably nine years old ten years old if that and he raised his hand and he said i find myself like rainbow rabbit because other kids won't play with me just like the other rabbits wouldn't play with rainbow rabbit and if he were my friend we would play with each other Mm -hmm. you know these are things that ten-year-olds and nine-year-olds just essentially really shouldn't be saying. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they find a kindred spirit in Rainbow Rabbit and they're able to relate to him in that aspect is incredibly touching. And like I said, it, it's why we do what we do. We have big plans for Rainbow Rabbit. We have other stories that, that we've written. We have a whole universe of characters. When the program gets developed a little bit more and, and we get the corporate sponsorships and the grant donations, we'll be able to, to take this a little bit further. But the ideas and possibilities that we have are endless and it's so thrilling to me that there's a chance that these kids will embrace the other rainbow rabbit characters like they've embraced rainbow rabbit and the effect that he's had on them yeah i could see a whole classroom full of these adorable animals and you know so that every kid sitting in the circle gets to hold one of them their favorite one the one they can identify with the most sure yeah all all the characters are all going to have traits that kids can relate to. That's probably the best thing I can say about it because we're still still developing probably four or five of, of them that over the next couple years, knock on wood, hopefully everybody, everyone will see. Right. So you'll get the grants, you'll get the corporate sponsorship and it'll happen. But how Compare do we- Compare lips to God's ears. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, not the, it's not the easiest thing to do, but once people see the rabbit and, and they understand the cause, I think the, you know, we've, we've, gotten, a, we've gotten a few uh, pretty decent grants, but we're really looking to, to go all the way with this in the vein of corporate sponsorships and, and grants as well. So programs like yours, I, like I said, I know this isn't an infomercial. But if anything, this will get Rainbow Rabbit into the hands of people and, and really help change their lives. Yeah. Well, and, and even for people who say, you know what, I can't give you a grant. I can't give you a corporate sponsorship. Um, I encourage those people to find you on social media because it's one of those uh, ways in which we get to be a witness of kindness. And it really feels 
like it fills you up, you know, with joy when you see Rainbow Rabbit on these adventures. Are these are these travels and these photos I'm seeing, are these places you're taking Rainbow Rabbit or are these other rabbits that are around the country? These, well, um, the best way I can say it, I don't know who's listening and, and what our audience is, but uh, Rainbow Rabbit, quote unquote, has traveled to these places on his own, Nicole. Oh, <laughs> Oh, right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Once he, once he uh, found his, his, his confidence and he led the Easter parade, I don't want to give too much a, a away from, from the book, he was really inspired to travel all across the country and, and just I- embrace people, meet people, and, and really just become a rabbit of the people, so to speak. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is all him. I, I don't know where he goes. Every now and then he, he checks back in with me and, and we kind of just take it from there. I told him he's got some new friends coming there, so he's pretty happy about that. I did see a picture of him with the Liberty Bell, which I thought was cool because this is something, you know, that you would oh, yeah. show yeah, a picture that- of, of the Liberty Bell to a kid and they'd be like, okay, you know, but you show it with Rainbow Rabbit and all of a sudden it's like, hmm, what's this all about? Well, it's it's so funny that you say that because I used to work right down the street from the Liberty Bell, and ironically, Rainbow Rabbit was there one day too. So, oh. I, uh, yeah, it was it was it's really nice nice seeing him there. But all jokes aside, it's really interesting because all the places that Rainbow Rabbit does go to, if there are kids, and there aren't many kids from from school, unless you're remarkably well to do and and you you've traveled the country at that young age that have seen a lot of these places. And when they look at when they look at those places and they see Rainbow Rabbit there, maybe it'll, it'll inspire them, whether it's this summer and their family takes a road trip or maybe after they go to college or maybe during the summers when they're able to travel or old enough to travel maybe on their own, they'll think, wow, you know, that's, that's really neat. And that's kind of how I was when I was little. And I'd see these history books of these uh, these landmarks that that were so well known, and I thought were so neat. And then when you're there the first time, it's like whoa! Mm-hmm. And you know, the history books inspired me to to visit some of those places, and hopefully, Rainbow Rabbit will inspire those kids to visit some of those places as well. I don't know that this is a national landmark, but uh, Rainbow Rabbit is sitting in the studio right with me right now doing this interview. So that's kind of fun, too, because. Oh, wow. He's everywhere. I'll tell you, I can't. I woke up this morning. He wasn't around. So I guess he I guess he hopped all the way to Ohio. <laughs> he did. He came to Ohio. Before we let you go, Joe, this has been super fun. But would you tell us a favorite kindness story that you have, whether it has to do with Rainbow Rabbit or not? Just something that really has touched your heart with kindness. Yes. In, in particular, this always comes to mind. My good friend Maria is an occupational therapist, as I, as I just mentioned, and I was at one of her classes. Her good friend from high school's daughter goes to a mainstream school, but she is on the autism spectrum. Her name is Addie. And when we read the Rainbow Rabbit story, they all loved Rainbow Rabbit, but Addie was the one that was the most taken with it. And oddly enough, it was during Autism Awareness Month in April. This was, I guess, last year. And Addie's mom was talking to me and Maria before she got to class and said that she, even though she belonged in a mainstream school, she took classes that sometimes other kids didn't take. And and the kids wondered why. They weren't mean or cruel about it. They accepted Addie just the way she was, which is great. But Addie kind of wanted to 
let her friends know why maybe she didn't take other classes that other people did and and and, and whatnot. And she wanted to, to talk to the whole class about it. She wanted to do it, but she was very nervous about it. She didn't know what people would say, and and this was going to happen in a couple days. So after the class, I, I was you know I, after I knew about this, we had an extra rainbow rabbit that was there, and we brought Addie in. And we told her, we said, you know, Addie, we, we heard that you're going to talk to your class tomorrow, maybe in the next couple of days about some things. And she said, yeah, but I'm really nervous. So I said, well, you know what? What if, what if Rainbow Rabbit helped you through it? I've never seen the response of a child. And I've seen some, some great interactions with, with kids and Rainbow Rabbit. But with Addie, it, it was off the charts. I mean, she embraced it. She didn't put it down. Her mom texted me a picture. She went to sleep with it, and she asked her mom to read her the story three different times that night. And later that week, she did speak to her classmates in school about sometimes, you know, why she, she took some different classes than they did and, and, and whatnot. And she read the story of Rainbow Rabbit, and Rainbow Rabbit was by her side when she did it. Mm-hmm. And that that was really an emotional chord that got struck with me and and you know it's not about the money it's not about you know the fame it's it's the fact that you know i think we're roughly maybe around the same age nicole and and we didn't have the same problems that these kids have now mm-hmm. you know than in the 1970s and the 1980s and just the fact that you know, there's so many other things, cyberbullying, the bullying doesn't go away, you know, when you get home from school, it happens online. And, and there's just so many other elements involved. And the fact that something my grandfather created all those years ago could help a child get through an uncomfortable period in their life, whether it's being bullied or whether it's someone like Addie who didn't know how to speak to these students about what she goes through. Uh, it really, it really struck a chord in me. And, 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 and any time when things are slow and I don't think things are progressing as well as I want them to be with the program, there's people like Addie who come along and, and you know, in, in their own way, they say, you know what, keep doing what you're doing because this is even going to get bigger and help more kids. Your grandfather was a man ahead of his time and you, Joe, are taking it to the next level. Thank you so much for introducing us to Rainbow Rabbit. I appreciate all the work you're doing. Thanks so much, Nicole. Thanks for having me. That was a conversation with Joe Valley. Follow all of Rainbow Rabbit's adventures on social media at Rainbow Rabbit. And learn about a visit to your home or school at therainbowrabbit.com. Thanks for listening to The Kindness Podcast. It's produced by WOUB Public Media and relies heavily on the kindness of engineer Adam Rich and intern Chloe Meston. I'm Nicole Phillips. We hope you'll subscribe to The Kindness Podcast wherever you listen and find us on social media at Kindness Podcast. If you like the show, we'd love it if you'd spread some kindness in the review section.